This is a K-pop core download. For more information, visit kpopcore.com. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the K-pop core podcast, episode one. I am your host Anjan Taker, and I am joined as ever by Marco. Hi guys, it, I'm glad that we get to meet you again this week. So hopefully you're going to enjoy the topics that we're gonna be covering today. Quick roundup of the K-pop news this week. SM Town New York turns out to be epic. It's on national and minor papers based in New York. It's all over the Korean media and Koreans in general seem to be quite excited about the concert. The promotion for the concert itself were unprecedented and the media are reporting that the hallowed grounds of Madison Square Garden are sold out. Yeah, all I can see on my time my timeline the whole day was about SM Town NYC and Things like um, Sonoshide fans appearing in Good Morning America. So I'm pretty sure they've made quite an impression in New York. Uh, now looking at the language being used by some of the media, even the American media, it seems to be quite positive. Yes. Uh, using language to show that K-pop is actually making an impact. Yes, I, I saw those um, snapshots. Just proves all the more that this SM Town New York venture was quite successful. And now time for JYP. <laughs> JYP still loves America. After almost 20 years trying to make it big by trying to produce the likes of Will Smith and Macy Gray, but ultimately destroying the Korean reputation of one of his greatest creations and losing a member from that creation, JYP has decided to take the unprecedented step of opening a Korean barbecue in Manhattan. <laughs> Good to see you focused on the Wonder Girls comeback, JYP. But how is this? How is this relevant to his growth? Is this part of how he's gonna take over US? Is it how he he plans to promote in the USA by like tempting people with Korean barbecue? Because let let's face it, Korean barbecue is like delicious. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I mean, it could be that he really wants them to be like. A uh, popular Korean barbecue place with the Wonder Girls having as waitresses or something. <laughs> But seriously though, uh, the Wonder Girls are coming back on November 7th, so we'll be giving that a full discussion later on in the program. Tableau, the genius who obtained a bachelor's and master's from Stanford in less time than it takes most people to do just one of those things, rubs his genius into the face of other smart people. Tableau recently took a logic test in public. The results of which put him in a group with those with an IQ over 170. Tableau finished the test six times faster than most of the smartest people in Korea. Well, at least that's like this is like an inner face to the anti-fan who tried to ruin his reputation. That one anti-fan who was claiming that he didn't really graduate from Stanford and it was yeah. all bullshit or something. Music awards are just around the corner, and all the promoters are trying to cash in on the Hallyu by being the best award show in the continent. Mnet Asian Music Awards, or MAMA, have finally been able to host the award show with 
the inclusion of SM Entertainment artists. This makes their show a full house with all of the big three entertainment agencies on board. Golden Disc Awards is looking to overseas locations to make themselves more of an Asian presence, taking a leaf out of Mama's books. Meanwhile, Melon is doing the same, copying a little bit of Mama, by broadcasting the show worldwide via multiple cable channels and through their YouTube channel. Mama is finally relevant again. <laughs> I think... I think um, most YG artists... Like, I think you posted on your Tumblr before. Most YG artists will just say that you're just saying that it's irrelevant because you guys are so on. But, dude, let's face it. I mean, if um, if there's an exception from a certain, like, body-giving award, that makes it very not so credible anymore, in a way. That's why Mama was such a joke to us. Not because we're so on, but because just for the sole fact that they're excluding certain artists... Despite of how how these artists can actually win the awards they're giving, makes them like a joke. I think it's important to note that it's not just Mnet stopping SM from attending Mama. Yeah. It's uh, it's SM themselves stopping their artists from attending the show. But the point is that without SM, without one of the big three yes. in the award show, it just becomes pointless it makes it stupid yeah it's stupid because it's kind of like saying you are the greatest k-pop idol in the world Minus. except for these guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly that is why it's such a joke and it's not because we're just being jealous jealous or something i'm just glad that it's happened because mama was in such in, in such danger of becoming a joke award but you know things are back to normal now Yes. IU is coming back in November. Secret is already back. Hui Sang is leaving for the army. God teases fans on Twitter. I just say, just get on with it and come back already. Sohi, the Wonder Girls member, had her Twitter password stolen recently, and the hacker tweeted from the stolen account that he had it under his control, gloated at the fans, and used racial profanity. Taekyun. The Sherlock Holmes of K-pop carefully inspects these recent tweets with forensic efficiency, and then he proceeds to tweet at the stolen Twitter account. I think your Twitter has been hacked, Sohi. Taekyon, I can I can finally see you hooking up with Jessica. <laughs> it's your choice to edit that out, man. By the way. No, I'm ki- I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping that in. Um. The joke here being that Jessica is a little slow, so, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Proving that he has the right to hook up with Jessica. Well, you know what they say, birds of a feather. Exactly. Invincible Youth 2 has been announced to be aired on November 11th. Mm. The lineup is exactly as I predicted before, except with the fact that it will be a G8, yeah. with the addition of Karaz Gangjiang, who received the baton from a bandmate Guhara. The full cast list is Girls' Generations Sunny and Hyoyeon, FX's Amber, Miss A's Suzy, Sistar's Bora, Rainbow's Uri, Karaz Gangjiang, and Jewelry's Yewon. The MCs are Gagman Isugun. Actor Ji Hyun Woo, and of course, Boom. Boom! Looking forward to him. Yeah. I know a lot of people are looking forward to Invincible Youth because I'm pretty sure a youth, uh, 
Invincible, the first Invincible Youth had quite a huge audience. So I think I feel that there's going to be a lot more pressure, especially, I mean, if you look at the current cast, I, we talked about this before, um, they seem quite inexperienced, uh, except, of course, Sunny, who kind of rocked Invincible Youth first season. So it's pretty new. It's pretty new, I think but there's a big yeah. challenge up ahead for them because this show already has a great reputation from the first season. They're gonna have to try and emulate the first G7 and while... avoid the failure yeah. of the reformant of the second G7. Exactly, and I think that's probably why they added an eighth member to make it a G8. Yeah, as the second season, they would have been called the new G7, so they needed a new, a name. new name. Yes, and the new G7 when it carried on with the departure of Hyanna. Sunny and Yuri, it all went downhill and it even got cancelled. Yes, it was. I mean, I admit, I stopped watching as soon as Sunny, Sunny, Yuri, and Yona went out. Not because I am just a, I'm just watching the so the show for girls' generation because I actually came to like the girls. Yeah. I started watching the show as a girls' generation fan, but you when you see the kind of um rapport they have with each other. You can't help but start liking the rest of the girls. Mm. But then, right after Sunny, Yuri, and Hyona left, it, it was just not the same. No, so I changed. stopped watching the show. And, well, as I heard, it was really bad <laughs> from then on. No, I can, I can confirm that for you. I watched the first few episodes, and I was constantly <laughs> frustrated. Constantly frustrated by how inexperienced the crowd was and how they were unable to develop and grow Unlike Hyanna, Sunny, and Yuri, who were able to make the group come alive with their characters. Yeah. And moving on, I guess uh, one of the implications that there are with having a G8 will be the group dynamics and the amount of airtime everyone's going to get. Because yep. with the G7, we still had members like Sunpa who never Man. quite got any airtime. So having eight members just wasn't the problem. Yes. And actually looking at the cast list, I'm seeing... Suzy and Ji Young, the PD said that he chose them because they were popular both domestically and abroad. Mm. And they cast them because they were the magnets of the group. The magnets, youngest of the groups, they provide the cute factor. I wish they'd surprise me. Me too. I mean, I really wish that Suzy would just turn out to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting. And, and she would get away with it as well. She would get away yeah, with it. Yeah, definitely. She'll get away with it. She would get away with it. And It's kind of, you know, how like... How Jessica's fans um, fawn over her laziness. Yes, yes. It's kind of like that. My friends can vouch for this, but seriously, Susie is one of my favorite idols. I, I love and Susie. And I just want to see her in that type of character. She, she's like my Miss A bias next to Faye. I don't watch her often on variety shows, though. She seems boring, to be honest, on some of the clips that I've seen her with. But... Did you see that clip she did on Hichul? Like, um, oh, she was, she sang him on, like, um, she sang him a version of Goodbye Baby, saying goodbye, because he went to the the military, right? Uh, yeah. And she was like, she was like, goodbye, baby, I don't have to call you oppa anymore, because you know what, I didn't really want to call you oppa. <laughs> she changed, she changed the lyrics to that. Oh. Yeah, so I'm like, I really enjoy that clip, so I'm like, Man, I wish she would be such a friggin' bitch in Invincible Youth and be like, kind of like a bitch slash, slash lazy, lazy ass, ass Je yeah, yeah. Jessica yeah. on the show. That would be funny. I just wanted to do it because she didn't really get much of a fair deal in Running Man. She came across as quite boring and just like 
any other female idol. So to see her like have some life, yes, and show a side of her that we've never seen before, it would just be incredibly entertaining. Yeah, I I just find it endearing, and I just love her all the more for doing it. Yes, exactly. I mean, looking looking at the cast list, you think you don't you wonder like why would the PD cast um such uh, girls who are barely out there in the in the variety world? I mean, wouldn't they want experienced um, variety show people so that they can save the show from the failure that it was on what happened with the last G7. But if you think about it, don't you think that the PD chose these girls specifically because, um, you know, the, the audience, since they barely go out on variety shows, the audience doesn't have an idea much of how these girls' characters are. So they're kind of like blank paper to the general public. Which makes it, which gives the opportunity for these girls and, for example, the PD to create whatever kind of character they want with these mm-hmm. people. Characters that will appeal and will like latch onto the public or something. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of an advantage at the same time, but it's also a huge risk. A very big risk. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping the best for them. Well, they do have some experience on board. Well, they have Sunny on board. Yeah. I love Sunny. Me too. They also have Yoyon. I mean, I'm a, I'm a so on, so I'm aware of how funny this kid can be. So I have paid in her, but I'm not really too sure about the other girls. Looking down the cast list again, it's Sistar's Bora and FX's Amber. Yes. The producer said that their small appearances on reality shows were very charming, and also that they have much to add to the show because they've never been a fixed cast. Yep. And it will be interesting to see Amber in a rustic environment. I mean, with Bora... We know she's very keen and hyper. I've seen her on shows before. She could be the energy pill of the show that yeah. the show can feed off. Uh, she actually appeared once in Invincible Youth Season 1 with the new G7 during the previous series to run in a race. That's the only thing she's currently famous for uh, to the average Korean. She's the fastest idol in the industry <laughs> with the exception possibly of Hara. Uh, Amber is a foreigner, so she's lived it's in... It's uh, going to be really interesting. If you bring a foreigner into the country, they're interesting to begin with. Because mm-hmm. you, you see them struggle with the language barrier mm-hmm. and the difference in the culture. And it's funny. That's why it, it's even more funnier now that you're going to put her into farm work or something. <laughs> so I think... So, so I think that in some way would be would be Amber's appeal to the show. Moving swiftly down the cast list again, it's Rainbow's Uri, who yep. has been described as a little bit weird <laughs> and a strong a four, personality. A yeah, four-dimensional four kind of character. That, yeah, that's pretty much what you're called in Korea if you're a little bit weird. Either four-dimensional or you're from the galaxy of Andromeda. Yes. <laughs> Bit of a wild card addition, seeing as Rainbow isn't quite that big in Korea, but Uri is definitely a looker and she has her own legions of dedicated fans. The other one, however, is Jewelry's Ye One. Yeah, Ye One. Uh, Ye One is known for her tenacity among insiders in the industry. She could be a dark horse, you know, but. Uh... <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I didn't know that Jewelry had someone named Ye One until I saw this cast list. I'm sorry, Jewelry fans, but. I don't think anyone would blame you, actually, because Jewelry has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they've had a lot of member changes. Yeah. And Ye One is just another addition. They, I mean, they used to have Sainyo and, and they used to have... And I like Park Jung-ah. So when she left, it was like, <laughs> stop listening. <laughs> anyway, 
So I have no idea. But we should still give her a chance, you know? She could still prove herself to be something quite spectacular. Um, if you look at Hillman, for instance, I had no idea who she was. I mean, I'd seen her before, but I didn't know what she was going to be like. <laughs> and look how she turned out. She turned out to be quite a crucial addition to the team. Yeah, she was. She was really cute, too, with Sunny and stuff. Well, speaking of Sunny, we've definitely seen Sunny back, but we've also seen Yuri not coming back. And the question might be asked, why Sunny, but not Yuri? Dun, dun, dun. Because the PDs thought Yuri was such a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that. (laughs) That is evil. You can't say that. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> There's no way to salvage this situation. I... Back off. <laughs> Should I edit this out? Because, come on, that's not even true. <laughs> yeah, you'd wonder because they invited Sunny, right? So it makes you curious why they invited Sunny and not Yuri when Yuri herself did kind of well being a part of the G7. She was entertaining. She was labeled as um the nation's um daughter-in-law, wasn't she? Yeah. All all the Ajumas and Ajushis around the city, the the village loved her. So like, why didn't they invite Yuri back? You know, in my opinion, it's not a matter of reinviting the old cast members to feed off the the previous success that they had with the show. It's more of the fact that you that Sunny got invited back into the show because, I mean, let's face it. I'm not saying this because I'm a so on once again, but. Let's face it, out of the previous G7, Sunny was one of the strongest in terms of variety skill. So I'm pretty sure the PDs were just like, heck, Sunny was the best that we had on G7, so let's let's take her back. Let's let's make her the mentor of these new girls who are very inexperienced in variety. Let's make her their mentor so that they have someone to lean on for support. Sunny wasn't chosen because they wanted to invite Girls' Generation members, but it's more the fact that she rocked Invincible Youth Season 1. That's why they they wanted her back as someone who can be like a sonbe to, the, to these new G7 mem- G8 members, don't you think? Of course, I agree. It, it's almost obvious to have Sunny in there because they the new G8 have to hit the ground running in terms of how good the quality will be. They need someone stable who knows the format of the show, yes. who knows how the production works to be able to push that content to help the girls come out of their shells yes. and actually deliver on the material. Yes. Sunny has already proven to be able to carry a show. Yep. She can actually help people develop their characters and carry their characters just by being there. <laughs> and I've maintained how important it is to have a character in variety. Yeah. It's so crucial to your survival in the variety so circuit to have a character you can work on. And she can just make it flow so naturally. She knows it. And she does it so naturally. She just flows right there. And she can easily adapt into any situation, no matter how suddenly it pops out, mm. and, make, and make people laugh. Yeah. She works as a variety personality. Yes. So why wouldn't they invite her back? It's never been about her ability to catch chickens or anything. Yes. It's... It's always been about how she's able to make people feel comfortable watching her. How she can dispel awkwardness. How she can actually make a variety show entertaining. And a lot of it I credit to Shinyang. Like her development throughout the show. We watched her grow. Yes. We watched her grow under the tutelage of Shinyang. And all the female idols as well. Yes. 
I think I think the friendship that our girls have with Shinyong kind of really helped them in their variety skills. And of course, when we talk about the absence of Yuri, we also notice the presence of Hyoyeon. Yes. I think she's finally getting her break uh, in terms of being allowed to show what she's capable of. Yeah. This is her chance and I hope I really hope the best for Hyoyeon because um you know how anti fans always argue that she's a very useless member of Sonoshide and I'm like she's really funny to watch you just don't watch her that's why you don't know so now she has the chance to show off her humor the humor that she has with her girls and I hope she develops the same rapport that she has with her girls along with the new upcoming G8 cuz when she has that certain closeness and friendship with the with her, with the girls she she can be really funny to watch. She's like she reminds you of your girlfriends. Like I don't know if it's the same for guys, but you know when you're when you have a friend and you guys joke around and bitch about each other, it's kind of like that. That's why she's funny to watch. She's very entertaining and I'm glad that now Invincible Youth has given her a chance to showcase that. So I'm really looking forward. I'm really I'm generally looking forward to this show. I want to see Susie being a bitch. And I want to see Hyoyeon showing showing that she's not a useless member of Sonoshite. She's actually very highly entertaining. And I, I really want to get to know the rest of the girls on the cast cuz I don't really know them that much. So we can't neglect mentioning the MCs either. We got yes. Isugun, who's going to be the big headline name of this show because he's very famous on One Night Two Days uh, yep. for his sharp wit, sharp tongue. And his ability to deliver on comedic slapstick humor. We've also got Ji Hyun-woo. He's an actor cum singer who's been in several supporting roles in drama films and a Korean production of the musical Grease. Oh. Uh, he's had two radio MC positions on his CV, so he should be okay at talking, but he's still relatively unknown. Mm. And of course, we have the King of Santi himself. We know he can deliver. We know he can make things funny. We know he will be entertaining. Boom. Oh, I love him. He's gonna fawn over Sunny, isn't he? Probably. But um, he might turn the tables on us. He might just go for the whole arrogant face, haha, route. You know, he can make things yeah. work. But basically, whatever he does, like whether he continues his Sunny fanboying or or not, it's gonna be funny. I think he will be quite a a good invincible youth MC. So I'm really looking forward to this show. The Wonder Girls are slated for a comeback in November 7th, and JYP has already hinted that the Wonder Girls will be dropping their retro image. And JYP has also teased international fans with a silhouetted image of the girls posted online. Well, doesn't this just make you wonder why out of all the fans to tease, why did he chose to release it to the international fans considering that this is a Korean comeback? Well, it's possible that He's actually aiming for both the Korean and international release, maybe like the girls generation. Yeah, it seems But... like that. And thinking that this is JYP after all and I think we're all quite aware of how how much greed he has overtaking over I mean overtaking over the American market. This doesn't really I don't think this surprises at all. We're not surprised because It's always been JYP's ambition, or at least it seems to have been JYP's ambition, to be a big name in America 
through something that he's produced as much as the music he sold to other artists. Um, the problem is that JYP doesn't seem to realize that the mire that the Wonder Girls are in right now is almost entirely due to the fact that he took them to America and isolated from them from their Korean domestic audience. Even though we're just fans, we're not the great accomplished music producers and promoters that JYP might be, even we know that yes. you need to have an incredibly solid domestic market before you can even dream of going abroad and establishing a name for yourself in an international market. Yes, and I'm not saying this because I'm a huge fan of them, but taking Girls' Generation for an example, why do you think they make such an impression in America? They're marketed as one of Korea's best girl groups, and... You cannot deny how much influence Korean pop music has over over the international waters nowadays. So considering that Girls' Generation has dominated and has a solid ground in the Korean market, it's no surprise that with that, they can make quite a strong impression. So I think just an advice to JYP and the Wonder Girls, I think it's better for them to concentrate or like, well, they were... They had a lot of potential back then. I think you guys would remember how mm. they started the whole girl group wave with Tell Me. Yeah. It was very viral and you can see from then that Korea loved them. Korea really mm. loved them. But then JYP had to take them from had to take them to America and they just stayed there for a long time and it's a harsh staying but like I like we said on the pilot out of sight out of mind so out of mind, yeah, yeah it, it's it's a harsh reality their Korean fan base is now weakened I don't think a lot of people are really talking about their Korean comeback either in Korea it's so, a very bad timing as well if you think about it because it's kind of been buried under the SM Town New York coverage. Yes. It's not that SM is any more significant than JYP. Yes. It's just that there is a huge concert in Madison Square Garden. It's yes. a Korean artist performing and it's sold out. The Korean media are loving that. To announce a comeback around this time is almost suicidal from a promotion point of view. Yes. And I don't think he has released any information like the way he had released it to the international fans to the Korean fans were waiting for the details regarding the Wonder Girls comeback so how will you be able to get the Korean fans interest if you don't release them anything? <laughs> I don't think we've had any information at all other than those like precious few images and they're not going to be retro that's all I think that's all we have right now it's really disappointing in a way because I would love to see the Wonder Girls get back on the Korean market mm. because they had a lot of potential before. I think we've said this a lot of times. This is only our episode, but I think we are only sec <laughs> only our second episode. But I think we've said we've said that for like over ten times already, or something. That the Wonder Girls had a really solid grasp over Korea last 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 year, around 2008, was it? Yeah. But the, all of that was lost. They went to America and just stayed put there and completely forgot all about their Korean promotions. And it's saddening to see. And they're pursuing something in America that is... To be honest, it, it really it really seems directionless, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's like there's no direction, but they're keep, they just keep on promoting over there. I think it's just a waste of time 
a waste of money and a waste of the talent that the Wonder Girls have. I think it wouldn't be a waste if they actually had a Korean fan base to work with, to have a solid base to have promotions on. And I know we're actually just speculating on just the fact that he's released de- details to yes. uh, international fans. But There's no announcement that there will be an international release. But we know JYP. Yeah. His track record is that he tries to push for America. People might not know, but before he was uh, involved with the Wonder Girls and debuting the Wonder Girls, uh, he went over to America by himself. He sold, I think he said that he sold almost all the shares he had in his company, mm. went over to America and tried to sell uh, records. He managed to sell some something to Will Smith and to Macy Gray. Yes. To his credit, that's quite an achievement. Yes. Um, back then, he said that uh, he didn't want to be considered uh, Korean artist or a big name in Korea, which he was at the time as a solo artist and a producer. He said that's why he changed his name from Pak Jin Young to JYP oh. to seem like a foreigner. He's always maintained this is his philosophy that people in America will look down on you even if you say that you're a big name in Asia. He said that you should ditch that name and start all over. And that's what he's tried to do with the Wonder Girls, but I mean, that is such a waste if you think about it. Yes. The thing is, um, a thought just came to mind. I mean, the easy way to this. I mean, this is just coming from a casual fan. I mean, I don't. Mm. I'm. I'm not expert in those markets. I just, I just come to this fandom, listen to the music, enjoy the pretty people, <laughs> and then um. But this is just coming from a casual fan's view. But a thought just came to mind. Thinking about it, the easy way to break into the American market or actually any international market since K-pop is kind of booming nowadays, why not just go back to Korea, solidify the solidify a Korean fan base and just own the market again? Nowadays, people are into K-pop. So if you get if you get hooked into K-pop, you listen to almost all of these artists, don't you? I think yeah. a lot of K-pop fans nowadays don't only have one fandom. They listen to almost all K-pop artists. For JYP, why not just make the Wonder Girls successful again in Korea and own it like the way they did during around Tell Me and Irony times? Well, Irony wasn't that good in my no, my opinion. <laughs> so irony, hot, so hot. yeah, Tell me Irony so hot. So hot. Why doesn't he do this? Do, do you think that maybe he wants to break out from the whole K-pop Hallyu wave thing and break into the American market, be successful there all on his own so that he can take all the credit from himself? I'm not saying that he's being a selfish bastard, but you, you gotta say, if he becomes successful like that, it's gonna be a legacy. Well, I mean, he does call himself, uh, no one else does, but he calls himself the Asian soul. That's his nickname. <laughs> He's uh, he's very proud. I wouldn't uh, well, I wouldn't be able to comment on his personal thing, but I mean he's definitely a proud man. Yeah. But what you said actually um, falls in line with what he yeah. said as well before in an interview. Yeah. I think with the Wonder Girls, I think you're right. He might be trying to break them out of the K-pop thing, and trying to push them as global his musicians. Product. Yeah. As his product, as a global musician, without the Korean tag, which is probably why he focused on this whole Motown thing that America got over many decades ago. <laughs> yeah, but it's not working out. That's the thing. You try once and you find another way. Instead of just throwing them again and again and again. Watching JYP with the Wonder Girls, <laughs> it almost seems like JYP is trying to cut down a tree with a sledgehammer. Like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> like, it's gonna happen at some point. The tree is going to <laughs> that fall. That is evil. Oh, come on. The tree is gonna fall at some point. Yes, he's going yeah. to get the American market, maybe. 
but it's not the best way and to go I'd about like, it. And I'd like to think that actually the tree is tipping over right now. That's why this comeback is very crucial to how the Wonder Girls' career will, will spin over a few few coming years. Will they fall or will they rise back to their old position so or too. even better? Yeah. So, we're just suggesting, I mean, the point of this discussion is just that we hope that he sees that he has to be very careful with the decisions he makes this, for this comeback because it's very crucial to the Wonder Girls' career. I think so too. This could be their make or break as in terms of if they succeed in matching whoever is the favorite at the time, they will establish a solid firm base yes. for them to rejoin the ranks of the top tier groups again in the next promotion cycle. Yes. This is so, so crucial. I, I really hope this doesn't turn out to be some kind of half-assed international venture. I really hope he comes back. Yes. And for just just for two promotion cycles, JYP, just for two promotion cycles, keep the Wonder Girls in Korea, bring them back up to what they were before, and then venture out forth. Is it too much to ask? I mean, let's face it. Let's get real. No one really gave an F about two different tiers. I mean, in my opinion, I liked it. I really liked it, but... I haven't seen a lot of people who liked it the way I liked it. My friend loathes it so much. <laughs> no one gave an F about two different tiers. And that's a flop considering from a group like the Wonder Girls. So if they fail the next one again, it's really gonna be difficult to come back. I think you're right. And I think we all have to, for the diversity of K-pop, for the health of K-pop and for what we remember Wonder Girls to be, I really hope that this comeback, this entire promotion cycle is very successful for them. Yeah, it should be. They they deserve it. I really think I really consider them as one of Girls Generation's rivals, so I'm really looking forward to their comeback. Mm. We've got a question from Anonymous. It asks, Dear Anion, what do you think Kara would have been like if Sunghi had not left? Do you think they would still be as popular or as successful? So I'm going to pass this question on to Margot and do a quick introduction for her because uh, some of you may not know, but Margot used to be a very, very big fan of Kara, more than Girls' Generation, uh, back when Kara were still a four-member group with Sunghi as a lead vocal. I honestly think that if Songhee didn't leave, I wouldn't be as much of a big so on that I am as a, as I am right now. <laughs> Sorry to all those peep so on followers who are following me who like believe that I'm like the biggest so on they know. <laughs> that pretty much ruins it, doesn't it? Anyways, um I really wish she didn't leave, you know. She was amazing. I, she was my bias in Kara. Yeah, me too. If you guys don't know Songhee, you're really missing out on a lot. Because even if she's not in Kara right now, she made pretty great music with Kara. Mm. I mean, you guys should listen to their first album. Songhee's voice was amazing. I've, I've, had, really. I've talked to a lot of uh, critics before, and they usually point out that Kara's best musical work, despite how successful and popular they are right now, their best musical work would be first blooming their first album I really reckon you guys should listen to that album it's amazing you're going to love the songs it's 
it was very different from out. They were very different from the girl groups that debuted back then. They debuted around the same time with the Wonder Girls and Girls Generation did, mm. and they stood out because yeah. um, if you guys don't know, their debut hit was Break It, yeah. and it was. It was really badass. I mean, not 21 badass, but it had that kind of girl swagger that that was kind of different from the cute image that Into the New World had. And also coming from DSP as well, because DSP were um, well. To yeah, be fair, DSP, it, yeah, go on. They were like fairy idols or something. It was. I mean, wasn't it? eventually they turned uh, Finkel into a bit a bit more of a fierce thing, but they were. Well, they were fairies and pixies. That's what how they were marketed. Yes. So suddenly, Kara comes along, and we're like, "I'm gonna break it." I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yeah, that was that was really cool. That's why they had my attention. Yeah. Out of all the girl groups that debuted around that time. So if I rephrase the question for you, it, this might be a little harder. I mean, what you just said is, you wish she didn't leave. Yeah, I wish she didn't leave. But but the, but the difference is that the four member Kara with Sunghee. Yes. It wasn't very successful, and that's one of the reasons she probably left. Um, on top of the commitments of her family and education. Well, as much as I think a lot of Kara fans from back then, when they used to be four members, mm-hmm. would agree that it was she was a great loss to the group. Yeah. And it would have been nice if she just stayed and say Hara and Jiyoung joined along. But actually, that audition, Hara and Jiyoung's audition, wouldn't have happened if she hadn't left in the first place. So, so, so I have to ask you, not a six-member group. A six-member group, I'm sure, would have been incredibly successful because they would yeah, have retained. Yeah, it would have been incredible. Yeah, they would have retained the the incredible the vocal voice. talents of Sunghee, uh, the cuteness of yes. the new magnate Jiyoung, and also you have Hara, who's. I think she's the face of the group, uh, even when yes, they push her is. in Japan. Uh, she, doesn't she resemble that uh, Japanese uh, celebrity Nami, Nami Amuro. Amuro? Yeah, I mean yeah. that she does. That's why I think that's why she appeals very much to the Japanese. And but thinking about it, um, Kara actually rose to fame, their current fame right now, um, with hits like Pretty Girl, Wanna, and Mister, and. Knowing Songhee very well, I don't think she would have suited that image. But I would definitely love to see Songhee doing the butt dance. Mental oh image there. Oh my god. Mental image that... there. <laughs> Dude, with with her jumper thing and like. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is some good image. But, Thank you. But... Can we take a five minute break? Because I really need to think about this image. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, but, be back af- yeah, get- we'll be back after this message from our sponsors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, you're right. Anyways. I mean, she wouldn't, have fit, she wouldn't have fit the image, but... Um, Can you imagine loud Kim Sung-hee doing um, Pretty Girl or something? I think, no, I think she, she would have, have died. Well. She would have taken her own <laughs> life before she did that. Oh, but dude, they had, they had If You Wanna. Do you remember that song? Yeah. I, right mm, after Break okay. It. But Fair enough. It wasn't, it wasn't that cute, but still, um, it, didn't, it didn't go well that... It didn't go that well either. Yeah. And let's face it, the reason why Kara sells right now is one of the reasons, one of the very good reasons is, well, Hara and Jion's charms. Yeah. And the fact that they've both been casted on both seasons of Invincible Youth show that they have the variety potential that Sunghee might not have had 
if you remember, she wasn't, you know, very active in the variety scene. It was mostly Sunyan. She she was only she was only very active when she's with her members, but mm. she's really loud actually. She's super loud yeah, when definitely. they're all together. Like I have to turn down the volume of my laptop <laughs> when I'm watching them. She's like that loud. Yeah. She's like uh, if you combine Tiffany's loudness with Yuri's cab, she's yeah. like that. Multiply it by ten. That's Kim Sunhee. <laughs> no, I remember very well. She's like that, but it's o- it's only if it's the four of them. But if they go out on shows, like they went, they did that um gamer show before. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really that active. No, she would just say a joke or two or be loud for like five seconds. But she didn't down. really have that much variety skills. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just saying this because back then Kara really didn't go out much on variety shows. Well, when they were invited, it was kind of like uh, just another rookie group. Like they yeah. were overshadowed by other groups and other particularly group. boy yeah. groups at the time, boy bands at the time. Yes, so I don't think I don't think it was more. I mean, Kara's fame is more to be credited to Hara. But yeah, Hara is kind of a an amazing personality. Mm. She's very entertaining to watch. She's a funny kid, mm. and she's really pretty on top of yes. that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that Kara gained gained so much fans through Hara and Jiyoung's addition to the group. So, can I ask you then, if Sunghee had never left the group, Jiyoung and Hara never joined the group, they debuted in 2007. Now, this is 2011. Would Kara still exist? They would, but I don't think they would be as successful as they are. So, do you think it was an improvement then? That you lost yes. Sunghee and added Jiyoung and Hara. Even though she is your inc- she is your ultimate bias. You are making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> you evil bastard. <laughs> no, it's because I, I, I need reassurance as well because um I know. a lot of people I mean, a lot of people don't know who Sunghee is and um I don't when lie. I post on my sum- Tumblr and when I post on my Twitter like I miss you like, Sunghee the- and then like <laughs> When she got married, I was like, oh my god, now you never come back. You married a rich guy. Entertainers who marry I, rich people I, don't come back. And everyone was like, who's she? I felt so sad when she got married. You're asking me if the girl who I cried for when she left the group, <laughs> I mean, that was beneficial I'm sorry. to my old bias. <laughs> I'm sorry. but This is evil. <laughs> This is really evil, but well, I'm not the... gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. After all, um, with Hara and Jiyoung's addition, it's all interconnected. Mm. Sunghee leaving, Hara and Jiyoung joining. I mean, if Sunghee didn't leave, the chance for Hara and Jiyoung to join the group wouldn't have existed after all. Yeah. And I actually, I think a lot of fans would agree to that. Hara and Jiyoung's addition to the group was actually really, really beneficial to the growth of Kara. Mm. Especially at that time when they were having difficulties. I yeah. think Songyoung talked about it on a variety show yeah, once that they had, they, they had a really hard time back then. And I saw that. Yeah. I was a fan. And no one was interested. I was a one-man team before. I didn't know you back I, then, but when I, when I was watching that, I had a lump in my throat. I was kind of like, I do remember those days when Kara... Yeah, when no nobody cared. Like, they would try their hardest, especially... Like, people call Sunyan a bitch, but I think... She's not. She's cute. <laughs> she tries so hard that sometimes... She's rich too, by the way. 
she tries so hard that sometimes it comes across as overzealous, but I think she always has the group in mind when she does it. Sometimes yes. she overdoes it, but um, her words in Strongheart were very sincere. When Sunghee left, I think that group was. It was. We were kind of really hopeless around that time. Yeah. Because it took them a year to come back around. Around mm. when before Sunghee announced that she was leaving the group. Yeah. We were already waiting for their comeback, and it was act- there were already rumors floating around that they were coming back soon after around a year. Yeah. And then suddenly the news just pops out out of the blue that Songhee has decided to exit the group because because of her dad's wishes that yeah. she focus on her studies instead. It's it's how. Yeah, I can tell that it was a dangerous time around that time for Kara. I'm pretty sure around that time the members themselves were already losing hope. Mm. Plus, to think Songhee was a huge part of the group. She was lead vocals. Yeah, they lost their voice. Dude, this it was a singing group that lost their voice. Dude, this is like saying, what if Girls' Generation was losing Taeyeon or like Wonder Girls was losing Ye Yeon or Sonye, right? Yeah. So it's a huge. It's thing. unthinkable. And then at the time, what joined was Hara at the time couldn't sing. Jiyoung wasn't particularly strong vocals. Yes. So. It was kind of like, how is this a like-for-like like substitution? I mean, it all worked out in the end. Maybe whoever was in control of DSP at the time was a genius, but yes. it didn't make sense at the time. Um, but somehow it all worked out. I guess that's how destiny plays with us all. Out of luck, their next songs, um, Pretty Girl, Wanna, and yeah. Mister, actually fitted Hara and Jiyoung's charms, and it worked perfectly. Yes. It sold. Yeah. So yeah, as much as it hurts me. <laughs> Oh my god! Sunghee leaving Kara was actually it opened the gateway for Kara towards their current stature now in the Korean market. Although damn, Sunghee, you should really go back and sing for us. I mean, just one song. I'm not asking for a lot. Just one song. I'm adamant though. If Sunghee decided, like, if Sunghee's husband, you know, this rich guy. He he didn't bother too much. Please, you know, can you lend us your wife for just a, just one ep- <laughs> just one stage? If Kara were to perform, say "Break It" or another song from their album on, say, yes. a, a chocolate or a peppermint or a sketchbook, one of those um, music presentation shows, just a, just happy. a special performance. I just want to see that because I I watched Baby Vox regroup and perform for I think it was Chocolate. Oh. I want to see, please, a six-member Kara just perform "Break It." I will be happy, and I think it would help Kara as well because it would just be everyone would be like, "Who is yes. this? Who is this beautiful Aphrodite, like Venus of a woman?" Kara fans, I love you guys. You know, I was one of you guys. Don't bash me, but let's face it, a lot of people don't think Kara can sing that well right now. Yeah, I think their strongest. I vo- mean that well. I mean they have they have good they have good singers, and I mean I'm not really too. I'm not considering them as a really good vocal group, but well, their vocals work for their songs, and that's good enough yeah. for me. But with song, I don't know. If you just compared it to the old Kara, the four-member Kara, that was just wow. So I just want the world to see what you guys were before, because you guys were amazing even with Songhee mm. back then, and you guys are already you guys are amazing too with Hara and Jiyoung right now. Now, wouldn't it be more epic if you combined Hara and Jiyoung and Songhee and The rest of the girls and just perform just one stage, just to show that you guys, you guys can actually really sing 
very, it's very kind of good. like what could have been a six-member yes. Kara. I want to see that. That could be, that could be a killer group. And Sunghee needs to fulfill her wish. Her and the butt yes. dance. That is still a very nice image. <laughs> I think I will think of it for a very, very long okay. time until it happens. I'm, I'm serious though. Six member Kara with the current lineup now. Yes. With Sunghee on board. As much as anti fans would like to deny it, uh, the Korean media, the Korean public will already accept that Girls' Generation are the nation's girl group. There doesn't seem to yes. be a very close rival. They're, they're definitely rivals. You've got 21, you've got Kara. You've got Tiara coming up in there as well. But yes. nobody really considers there to be two nation's girl groups. Yes. But maybe, just maybe, do you reckon it's possible to dream? Would a six-member Kara, a Kara 6, would they be able to dethrone Girls' Generation? Or at least match them blow for blow? Oh my god, it's gonna be a close fight. It's gonna be really exciting. I mean, just thinking about it, it's just wow. I think it's gonna, it's gonna be a very interest. In, it's gonna be a very interesting time in K-pop. Sungi, you are, you were. I don't know how to describe you, Sungi. You were tall, Sungi. You were gorgeous. Physically, the most attractive idol I'd ever yes. seen at the time. Because um, I wasn't, I wasn't very um into K-pop at the time, but I saw you and I was kind of like, damn. <laughs> and plus, you had vocals to match. I mean, at the time, 2007, um, Girls' Generation, their vocals weren't the level that they, they are at right now mm. because of, you know, there's four years more of training. Mm. But at the time, you were up there. You were definitely up there. And who knows what you might have been like in 2011. You were fun to, you were fun to watch. You were just adorable. And you just left us. <laughs> you frigging left me. And, I, and you know what? When I, I came home... I came home that day, yeah. opened my laptop, and it says, I received a message from a fellow Camellia, and it was like, dude, Sunghee's leaving the group. And I cried. I cried on my fucking keyboard. <laughs> I seriously just like sobbed on my keyboard. Because, like, Sunghee, how can you do this to me? I love you. <laughs> and now you are a girls' generation fan. <sighs> yeah. So. Seriously though, I mean, so I think the conclusion is, um, Sanghi shouldn't have left the group. Uh, we would rather have seen a six-member. Yeah, but we're not Kara. gonna deny the the fact that when she left and Hara and Jiyong joined the group, it 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 turned out for the better of Kara because yeah. now they're actually, especially here in Japan, mm. they're a very very huge rival of Sonoste Girls Generation. I mean, you can't. I think a lot of people would say that Kara is more popular over here and you no, can I hear would, some people yeah. saying I would concede Girls that Kara might be more... slightly ahead. I, I concede that. Um, I can really see that Kara has a lot of things going on here which which makes me feel like sometimes they, they do have a lot more influence than Girls' Generation in Japan. But I credit that to the fact that they have a very, very, very active Japanese promotion going on. Mm. And congratulations to DSP for that because... When I was a camellia back then, I we were all raging on how you guys sucked at promoting Kara. <laughs> like, you guys sucked so badly. The only thing we talked about on the Kara thread on Tsumpi every day was that DSPR promotion sucks. <laughs> I think there was I think there was 400 pages worth of that post around that time. 
And I'm not even joking. I'm really glad that they got their shit together now. They <laughs> they're, well, yeah. they're doing well. They're doing very well in Japan. Because, you know, when I go to Shibuya, um, Shibuya is actually covered with rainbow stuff right now. I've seen posters of rainbow around Shibuya and it proves how much how much influence DSP has gained in Japan and that's yeah. a huge thing. This is the Japanese market, yo. Do you think so, DSP could do you think DSP could monopolize Japan? DSP should just move to J to J-pop. <laughs> you guys suck at K-pop so much. Just freaking move your company here, re- re- relocate to Tokyo or something. And that brings us to the end of the K-Pop Core Podcast, episode one. Finally, episode one. <laughs> Which so, I think is still kind of a fail, though. So, pardon yeah, us, guys. Yeah, we've had some serious technical <laughs> can, issues last minute. Can we make we? this episode 0.1 or 2? <laughs> episode beta. <laughs> this is the beta episode. No, I, no, I think it was okay. We're still, um, we're still working on improving the content, improving uh, the yes, structure. And, and Onion Taker is a computer noob, so excuse him. I am surprisingly like, I'm good at certain things, but I've just realized, at anything creative, I'm completely newbie. And that's Dude, the first I'm not time I'm gonna lie. That. I was, I was so shocked because you were such a computer noob. I was like, for, what did the start guy... button do? <laughs> For a guy who spends, like, a lot of his time on the internet... Like, 24 hours? God, you suck at computers, man! I like... No, I can do certain things, but, like, I've never done these open recordings... Open Tumblr. Or, it's like... <laughs> the farthest you can do on the computer is to open Tumblr.com. To be fair, guys, I am talking... Margot is a computer engineering major, so, like... <laughs> that... I think that's enough said. That's just a fancy name for computer nerd. <laughs> yes, so um, fanboys out there, she's really into computers, so yeah. Show me your gear. Show you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's why I'm a new computer. So anyway, thanks for listening to the episode one of K-pop Core podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at K-pop Core, K-P-O-P-C-O-R-E. Our website, www.kpopcore.com. We could be on iTunes. I don't know. We might put it on iTunes, but. If you can, uh, if you go on iTunes Store, uh, go search us. And also, we've got an email address, kpopcore at gmail.com. Now, I have been your host, Onion Taker. Follow me on Twitter, at Onion Taker. And I have been your other host, Margo. You can follow me at Twitter, at Minju, that is M-I-N-J-O-O. Join us again next week for K-Pop Core, the podcast for K-Pop junkies.